Welcome to the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. We're dispensing stories of success from across the continuum of care. I'm your host, Hillary Blackburn. Thanks for joining us to learn from leaders throughout the pharmacy industry. Hey listeners, in this episode, you'll hear part two of my interview with the Titans of Industry podcast. Check this out. It's a new podcast that is out with Nate DeSaro, and I hope you enjoy it. And now you see it in gas stations, whole food stores, health stores, pharmacies. I mean, CBD, you probably see it everywhere. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Well, And, and I want to kind of broach that subject as well with, with general pharmaceuticals. Because mm-hmm. every time I go to the pharmacy, they say generic or brand name. And mm-hmm. what's the difference from from a yeah. pharmacy? Dispel the mystery. I mean, it, mm-hmm. do I need the brand name? Is that something I need to pay extra for? Well, um, it depends. So, you know, there are certain medicines that um, have a very narrow therapeutic index. And that means that, um, you know, like warfarin, you've probably, it's a blood thinner. Um, or um, people that take medicine for their thyroid, levothyroxine, uh, the brand name is Synthroid. Those have to be within a certain level. And so when you're switching between different products, um, even between different brands, like maybe this manufacturer makes the white pill and this manufacturer makes a blue pill, um, there can be a little bit of variation within certain products. That's that's a very limited number of those, but um, yeah, you'll you'll notice, and you'll and and um, patients should ask for the same thing. Like once they get stabilized, maybe on the generic levothyroxine, then they should stick with that. Um, but the FDA, um, you know, mo- any new product is going to be a branded product. They're doing the research and development on those. Um, but in about 2012. Um, had the patent cliff, so a lot of these like big blockbuster drugs like Lipitor and other things went generic. Um, and so to be approved as a generic, they have to prove that they've got same active ingredient, same um, pharmacokinetic profile, um, that it's going to basically do the same thing. Um, there may be very slight uh, variations, um, but it has been approved, you know, by the FDA that it's essentially the same. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, there's a big difference between price, and I have been a big fan of generics um, about, you know, 80 or 90 percent of all medications dispensed are generics uh, right now, although um, the specialty drugs account for most of uh, the cost. Uh, but generics play a, a huge role um, in managing, you know, chronic illness, uh, about 50% of Americans have high blood pressure. And so most of that can be managed, um, with generics. Now there is some, some, you know, uh, things that are kind of happening that is, is now percolating on quality. Um, there've been a few books that have just hit, um, one called bottle of lies. And that is, um, a, a, an author did some investigative journaling looking at what the quality in some of these overseas manufacturers looks like because the FDA can go into 
any plant in the U.S. at any time unannounced and make a visit. And so they've got to make sure they're up to par and they're following all of the regulations. Well, it doesn't quite look like that when they go and visit a, a manufacturing plant in India or China or somewhere else. Um, and so that has really just been starting to um, become uh, something that that people are aware of. Uh, and so I think that, you know, it's not anything to be alarmed at right now, but um, I think we'll begin to learn more as some of um, these things are become, I, I was actually able to interview the author of China RX within the last couple of weeks. And she um, was able to look at um, you know, we all think of like made in China, uh, you've got toys or you have, you know, electronics, you don't really think about drug, like where's your drug made? It's not stamped on your pill or, you know, your over the counter med, but 80% of the active pharmaceutical ingredient, like what makes a drug a drug and like has the, the properties are coming from China. And so it's really interesting to see like something like the coronavirus right now, when something like that hits one country and it's a sole producer of the, na the whole world's active pharmaceutical ingredient, that really impacts the supply chain. And so we're already starting to see the FDA um, just announced within the, the last week that there's about 150 drugs that could potentially be on shortage. We're, we've already seen drug shortages and things. Um, I think we're gonna see that probably even more with the coronavirus, just because factories are shut down over there. They, I think just today, we're announcing that one unnamed manufacturer alerted them that they were going to be on drug shortage. And I was like, how helpful is that if it's an unnamed manufacturer? So I think in the Protecting next, their stock price in, in the next couple of weeks, um, you know, pharmacists are going to have to play a huge role on, all right, well, what are the therapeutic alternatives so that if patients can't get this drug, what's something that's comparable? Wow. I mean, I hadn't even thought about that, you know, mm -hmm. the impact of where your drugs are coming from and how. Yeah. That yeah. I mean, that makes sense, which is why stock prices are all over the place right now. Mm -hmm. um, these companies don't know what to do about it. So yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, so I want to shift gears a little bit. Mm -hmm. Talk about some of the things you've been doing, um, where your career's headed. I know uh, we've talked a little bit about some of the things you do. You've got your own podcast. You do some consulting for mm -hmm. pharmacies. Um and you know women in leadership positions things mm -hmm. like that so talk a little bit about where you're headed and and what you kind of see on the forefront of, of the direction you're going yeah so you know i've loved all of the clinical experience um that i've had um you know early on in my career but uh over the past couple of years as i've been at dispensary of hope um, which is a nonprofit wholesale medication distributor uh, here in Nashville. Um, more of those responsibilities have been uh, more in management administration. And so I actually went back last year and uh, got my MBA. Speaking of education, are you aware of the 2014 drug disposal of controlled substances ruling 
that regards safe disposal of unused medications? Well, we're lucky to have RX Destroyer sponsoring the Talk to Your Pharmacist podcast. RX Destroyer ready-to-use chemical drug disposal systems are safe, easy, and affordable products, which protect the environment and can save thousands in fines. To get more information on products, training, and medication waste compliance, check out www.rxdestroyer.com slash talk to your pharmacist. And I uh, thought that would be helpful because a lot of times pharmacists or, you know, uh, people in healthcare don't have a lot of those business skills for in science classes. So, you know, the accounting and finance and things was were, were things that I wanted to get a little more confidence on. And so um, you, there's always a good time to go back to school, um, going through, you know, different seasons and things. So I, um, I'm really glad that I was able to do that, um, did it through my employer, had a great, you know, they helped with some tuition. That's always great. Uh, and was and actually picked a program that's online um, to be able to it fit best with my schedule. And so I was, you know, a night warrior and weekend warrior for going doing that. Um, so that was great. And um, yeah, I think that that leadership in healthcare, particularly women in leadership, um, I mentioned, you know, more and more women are in pharmacy. And actually, women make the majority of the healthcare decisions for, you know, most American families. But you've got so many women in the healthcare workforce, um, but not as many people in leadership, not as many women in leadership. And so um, I think that that's something that I like to help um, kind of shine that light and and, uh, encourage women leaders. Um, Hopefully I can compile some of the female leaders in pharmacy that I've had the the pleasure of interviewing over the past two and a half years, be able to share their stories and um, uh, hopefully put it into a book, thinking of a title, maybe like Women to Watch. And um, so we'll see. But that's something that I've really been interested in. And um, I think that, that um, yeah, even other, you know, companies that are not in healthcare are trying to add more women to um, board of directors and things. Um, so, yeah, I think that, you know, it's okay to be ambitious and, um, yeah, just showing some great female role models is always helpful. So let's go there. Female role models, titans, people that you look <laughs> up to, who would you kind of put into that category? Yeah. Um, so, so there's certainly been you know, women that have been great leaders, uh, in, in pharmacy that, I, that I've looked up to, I think, um, Sandra Leal, she's now the president for the American Pharmacists Association. She's been great. Um, I think, uh, Susan Cantrell, Lucinda Main, but, um, you know, honestly, uh, there have been, you know, I, I think there's a lot of other women business people. I think a lot of the like TV broadcasters that have like kind of made their way like Gretchen Carlson and Megan Kelly, they've, you know, had to face a lot of adversity. Um, you know, even uh, my mother-in-law, she's a U.S. Senator, Marsha Blackburn. She has uh, made her way as the first female senator from Tennessee and is a great female leader and uh, has done so many 
amazing things to kind of show women in the, you know, policy and legislature. So a lot of different, but I've, I've also had a lot of great male mentors as well. Um, so have, have just really been able to get connected with several men who have recently retired and they have been such great mentors to me over the past couple of years. Um, and I've gotten connected with them through Dispensary of Hope. So I've been so grateful for them and, and, uh, and some of the coaching from them. So it's really mm-hmm. cool. Um, I think it's, it's always fun to, to hear people's, um, who have helped shape their world, their career, their, yeah. um, philosophies, because, you know, that's really what we're all after. We, we yeah. want to get connected to people and right. sort of become our own version of ourselves, but, mm-hmm. but kind of see how they did it and how can yeah. we adapt that into the way we're doing it. Totally. And I mean, and you know, honestly, I think it really, my parents were kind of instrumental in, helping to, you know, I've, I'm an achiever and, um, as an only child, they put all of their effort and, um, I was able to do, you know, kind of, I was pushed academically for my mom, who's a teacher. Um, and my dad helped coach me in just about every sport. So, you know, excellence was always driven home, um, from that early age, but, um, had such a supportive family and really felt like I could achieve anything that I wanted to achieve. So they'd always have supported my dreams and, um, have done everything that they could to help make that be a reality. So it's really cool. I want to move into some quick hit question and answers. Mm, So I'm going to throw a few things out. Give me the first thing that comes to mind. Hmm. Best or latest book that you've read? Ooh, best or latest book. I'm reading Atomic Habits right now, actually on Audible. So I Perfect. think that's, hey, that that's counts. the best. Or listen to it, absolutely. <laughs> that's the best. <laughs> so talk what what what's that all about? Uh yeah, so I think, you know, there's been so many uh I mean, Seven Habits for Highly Effective People was kind of like life changing for me, I think. I got it as a as a resident years ago. And didn't think I had time to read that. You know, I was kind of burnt out on reading and studying and all of that. Picked that back up in my role at Dispensary of Hope. And it has um, been so eye-opening. And so I'm always looking for leadership books um, and things. And so Atomic Habits uh, just kind of helps to reiterate some of the things that you know, you think, you know, um, but he's, uh, been able to kind of prove some of these good methods. And so it's just a good kind of refresher. Mm-hmm. What's a daily routine that you can't skip over? Oh, daily routine. Um, I, I always try to build in some exercise, um, at least five or six days a week. Uh, I've always been active, as I mentioned, um, did lots of sports growing up. So that's really part of my identity. Um, and, uh, luckily I have a spouse that that's also, um, a passion. And, uh, so it's great that we were able to kind of, uh, do that together. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I always have to have breakfast every day. <laughs> I feel you on that so one. I, I can't skip breakfast. breakfast. I'm like, you got to start your day out right and good sleep, you know, making sure you get uh, enough sleep. We um, don't have little ones running around, around quite yet, but um, hopefully I'll still be able to, to have that balance uh, when that happens. So love it. 
What's a piece of advice you've been given or received or something you like to give to other people? Mm, uh, I think just being, being willing to take opportunities. Uh, you know, I, I didn't know where I was going for that HRSA internship. I just went and, uh, it's been such a great, unique experience for me to draw from, you know, I think for the rest of my career, um, you know, the role at Dispensary of Hope, there was never a, I mean, it was a brand new role. And so it's kind of a leap of faith. I'm like, Oh, a nonprofit, what is this? And, um, yeah, so I think, uh, taking opportunities, um, has been something that has always been important. And then, you know, personal development is so important. Um, you know, you've got to kind of keep, keep learning and, and growing and developing. Um, and there'll be seasons, but, um, I think that that's a really important piece too. So speaking of personal development, what's a newly formed habit or something you're working on right now that you're trying to... habits. (laughs) Um, you know, I, I'm always trying to, um, you know, stay on top of, um, leadership books and, and blogs and things and staying on top of, um, current trends. Um, I would say that's probably, uh, just trying to stay current on some of those. Um, and then, yeah, um, I mean, I, I feel very fulfilled in being able to have the pod, talk to your pharmacist podcast as a way to, um, always learn from others and by interviewing and and telling their stories. So yeah, those would be kind of ways. Love it. So we already kind of hit on this, but if you could write a book, what would the title be? You said you're working on something like mm-hmm. that, but that's kind of something you want to do. You, Yeah, I would love to write a book. I think I've always thought about that and wasn't quite sure what that would be. And I think women in leadership and like, I'm really thinking about like women to watch and I've got a little bit more of a tagline. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm thinking um, so far. So hopefully that will come to fruition. Love it. And what are some hobbies outside of exercise that you like to get out and do? Are you a, a music lover? Do you go to concerts? What? Yeah, well, we're in Nashville, which is um, definitely a music town, and there's plenty to do. Um, I would say I'm kind of a foodie. I like to try new restaurants and things like that. Um, love to travel. Um, that's something that, um, you know, my husband and I share, we just got got back from a week long trip in Italy, uh, and got to, uh, do all of that. So we love to travel. We love to do triathlons in the summer, um, pretty active outdoors. Um, but yeah, Nashville is a great place to be and, um, yeah, just doing things with friends, um, there's so many fun activities. So, yeah. Well, I've got to ask, favorite place in Italy that you went? Did y'all bounce around mm, a lot? Or? We did. We we um, flew in and out of Milan. And it is actually, uh, during the winter, flights are really cheap. <laughs> Most everyone goes in the summer. Uh, so, you know, flights were pretty cheap. Hotels, 
uh, we play the points game. And so that was great. Uh, Travel Freely was is the website that um, my husband uses. And so we actually only paid for one hotel, the one hotel night the whole time we were there. Wow. Um, but yeah, Venice for a few days, the Dolomites skiing uh, and stopped in Como, which it's better to go there during the summer. <laughs> uh, still need to see. And then Milan. And Milan, I, I was very pleasantly surprised with Milan. Um, you know, everyone kind of says, oh, it's fashion and shopping. And they certainly have all of that. But, um, yeah, you don't, you don't realize that, like, oh, not only is the Duomo that big cathedral, but the Last Supper is there. Um Lots of neat things. Yeah. That's really cool. I'm, I'm, it's on my short bucket list. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the first things is to get to Italy. So it's exciting to hear. You mentioned food. You're a foodie. Mm-hmm. Um, are you a healthy eater? Do you indulge every once in a while? What's your, what's your kind of favorite foods? And Yeah. Um, it's hard to say like a set, like favorite food. I try to try to do more of the key. I'm not a strict keto eater, but I typically try to not do that many carbs. Um, not, but I'm everything in like kind of moderation. So I totally have a sweet tooth. Um, and so, you know, like dark chocolate, (laughs) I gotta have some of that from time to time. Um, but yeah, it's, it's all about balance and, um, moderation. That's awesome. So Hillary, where can people follow you, find you, hear you? What are some ways people can get in touch? Yeah. So, um, definitely, uh, active on LinkedIn, Hillary Blackburn, I'm sometimes on Twitter, uh, Hill Blackburn. Um, I've got a podcast called Talk to Your Pharmacist, and my Instagram uh, handle is at Talk to Your Pharmacist. So, yeah, lots of different ways. And, yeah, happy to answer any pharmacy-related questions. So, yeah, it's great to be able to chat and talk more with you about um, the pharmacy profession. Well, thank, thank you. you so much. I really appreciate your time. This was a great conversation and yeah. uh, best of luck with your book. Let's yeah. get that done. <laughs> I know. got to get that done. I, I, I have high hopes. So that is a 2020 goal. So um, now that more people know, then they'll be looking for it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get it done. So yeah, well, thanks. I enjoyed the conversation and it was an honor to be a guest. Thank you. Thanks, Hillary. That finishes part two of my episode on the Titans of Industry podcast. I hope you enjoyed it, got to learn a little bit about me uh, as a person, uh, not just the one asking the interview questions. Uh, But if you have any other questions, be sure to reach out to me on some of those platforms. Thanks again for listening to this episode. We are going to be relaunching our newsletter, so be sure that you're signed up over at pharmacyadvisory.com. There's a place to sign up for the newsletter, and we're going to be sharing some good content there. And if you liked this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. It helps us to get in front of more pharmacists and others interested in the pharmacy industry. We really appreciate your support in sharing this content. Also, be sure to check us out at Talk to Your Pharmacist on Facebook and Instagram.
Thanks for listening to this episode of Talk to Your Pharmacist, produced by the Pharmacy Advisory Group. If you liked this episode, let us know by subscribing to the podcast, rating, and reviewing it. Share it with friends. And if you want to be a guest or know a pharmacist leader who has a great story to tell, connect with me, Hillary Blackburn, on LinkedIn and check out our Facebook page, Pharmacy Advisory Group, for updates on new podcasts. Thanks for listening.